Hello, welcome to the Plus Future podcast with me, James Nepal Singh. Join me as I coach Zai Silla. Zai is an actress and cultural media commentator championing black movies, TV shows, and books. She has worked with Prime Video, Netflix, Mubi, and Apple Books to promote black stories. She teaches her community about the importance of black representation in media and literary works. As usual, I set out the coaching ground rules before the conversation started. Let's get right in. Hello, Zai. Welcome to the Plus Future podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. So what bump in the road can I help you with today, Zai? The bump in the road. I think that I would like to experience more peace and softness in my life. I think that I struggle sometimes just being in the moment and allowing myself to be soft wholeheartedly. You want my help with helping you to get more peace and softness in your life and living in the moment? Yes, please. So what would you like to achieve at the end of this conversation? What would you like to walk away with? I think just more trust in being able to be peaceful, have a peaceful mindset and lean into softness without feeling guilty about it. So our goals today are walk away with more trust and the ability for you to have a peaceful mind and have softness in your life. So what's going on now? Where, where are we at at the moment? I think that sometimes I totally succeed in actually reaching a peaceful mindset, but it's still sometimes something that I struggle with and that I feel guilty about, or I think that I'm not worthy or deserving of it. And so sometimes it's hard to step into that softness, into that peace. Do you feel guilty about achieving this peaceful mindset? Let's break this down a bit more. What do you mean by a peaceful mindset? By peaceful mindset and softness. A peaceful mindset, I mean more like just being in the moment, really enjoying how things are going in life or what I'm going through or a particular event that I have. And for softness, I really mean just like not being highly productive and efficient all the time. Could you give me an example of where you felt like you needed to be in the moment or where you felt like you should be less highly productive? Well, for example, this is my second time in Japan. And whilst I have worked whilst being here, it Still, sometimes when I would be exploring places, walking about, I would feel like not completely present, not completely here in the now and just being able to enjoy it peacefully. Sometimes I feel like my thoughts just like go all over the place and I'm not here. Let's break this down even more. Could you give me a specific example where that happened very recently? Hmm. 
Yeah, I guess even yesterday, I was walking about in Tokyo, trying to find my way. Um, I was just walking from an attraction to another, and I was discovering new things, new places, new buildings, places that I've never seen before. But sometimes it was just hard to tune in and actually be here and fully be aware and acknowledge that I am here and be peaceful about it. What were you thinking about? I think I was just thinking about what I have to do, what's going on in the future, what I have to do tomorrow, what I have to do when, you know, I come back from Japan, all the decisions that I have to make. So to set the scene, you're in Tokyo, you're discovering new places, you're walking around, but yet you're not fully present in that moment. You're thinking about your life back at home, what you have to do in the future. What would it happen if you were in the moment? I think it's just being in awe, in awe of what surrounds me, finding everything beautiful and amazing and being really grateful to be where I am right now and witnessing what I'm seeing. Okay, so it sounds like you're reflecting on the experience yesterday and you've got the self-awareness of the beauty and what what is around you. So to what extent have you achieved it, but just at a different time frame? I'd explored a different place. And this time I was within a group and I had a really beautiful time and I was definitely able to be present and peaceful at the time. I think it reminded me kind of other places that I, other experiences that I've had. And also it was just, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I was just in the moment, having fun, eating some good food. But even moments like this, sometimes like the mind just goes, oh, like, is this okay? Or maybe there is this element so we can't really enjoy it or things like this. And that just really becomes problematic and prevents me from it. But actually on that day, I succeeded in very much enjoying it much more than usual. Uh, No, that was another time. Was that yesterday? Was that another time you were talking about? Yes. Okay. So you're comparing two experiences of where you did have the experience of actually living in the moment. My question was that you realised the beauty of yesterday's experience and the new things that you saw. It sounds like you, you noticed that later. Yes. I definitely noticed that later rather than in the moment. To what extent do you actually need that experience in the moment? If you compare those two experiences you had, one was in the moment and one is you recognised it, but a day later, what's the difference? I think that recognising it in the moment makes me so much more grateful because all I have is the present moment. I don't live in the future. I don't live in the past. Those things are not here. Like, it's only the present moment that I have. 
if I'm not able to fully be present and be amazed in awe or grateful of what I'm currently experiencing, then what's the point? I don't want to feel like a delayed response to it. Statement you made there is what's the point? What do you mean by that? I just I just think that there's a, there is literally no point in having a delayed reaction. And imagine you travel to places or you have an amazing experience, but when you're having that experience, you're not there. Your mind is not there. You're not particularly amazed or grateful about this experience and it, you only realize the value of it later. I think that's a shame. So from your experience, you want to be grateful in the moment. because It sounds like it's a recognition of why you're alive almost. Yeah, yeah. I think I like to encourage myself to have those types of moments as much as possible. And I think this type of moments really help me achieve a peaceful mindset, but also having softness in my life to just be present, be grateful. I'm here, I am now, I'm witnessing this, and it's all amazing. Sometimes it is absolutely normal for me not to feel that way. And I see that, I acknowledge that. But at the same time, I don't, I recognize that I feel guilty too, much, too many times about, about not being productive and like having an, uh, an efficient enough day. You've mentioned guilt quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Where did this guilt mindset come from? I think it's just about the fact that my work takes so much of my place. I mean, I'm really grateful for it to be able to not only do what I love, but also champion Black representation in media and literature on a daily basis for like my job. Like I love it. But I think that sometimes I'm so immersed in it that it prevents me from actually achieving softness in my life where I have to detach myself from it and just be in the moment in order to refill my cup and and just be able to give because it's always an act of giving whenever I show up online, whenever I create a video, whenever I speak out my thoughts about a movie, a TV show, a book, or even being a soft black girl, I think it's so important for me to have a full cup, a peaceful mindset, and actually do what I preach and lean more into softness. That's why I always, always, always endeavor to do that more, to always be able to replenish my cup and feel full and recharged and resourced and ready to go. There's a lot of texture to the language you're using. So there's softness, there's liquidity as well. You talk about replenishing your cup and immersion, almost like you're drowning. Mm. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. So in an ideal world, tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you want less immersion when it's your time. It's fine when you're in the workplace and you want to change that liquidity into almost like a solid thing that's supple, it's soft. 
And that's the in the moment that you're talking about. In the moment kind of feels more like air, like wind. This might sound a bit like peculiar, but in the moment sounds like, sounds like the sky. Sounds like, like wind just like wishing past you or like pushing you forward. I think that's what it is. In the moment is lightness. Replenishing my cup is lightness. Or even if I'm in the ocean, I feel supported. Uh, like if I'm, you know, I don't really have to balance myself to be able to actually lie in the ocean. Yes, of course, like, you know, my muscles are still doing something, but I can just float. And it's very easy for me to float. It's effortless. I want it to be effortless. So living in the moment for you is being in the air, it's breeze, it's support. You mentioned buoyancy there, like lying in the ocean and there's there's no effort there because you're being supported. Absolutely. To what extent are you being supported in your life? I think very much, very much so. I am very lucky that <laughs> I have a Guinean slash Egyptian mother who supports my work, supports what I do, doesn't completely understand it, but she's always like, I got you, I understand, you know, if you need anything, I'll be there for you. Um, and it, it's definitely been a journey. It wasn't always like this, you know, like doing something that is not traditionally conceivable sometimes for your parents. Yeah, I have that for my family, for my friends, for my for my loved ones. So I feel very fortunate and grateful for that. I think that sometimes it's a bit just challenging to just be like, receive all the help, receive the compliments, receive the support, receive the love, the kindness, the peace maybe that might come from someone else, from something else. But sometimes you think that you have to produce that and not lean onto some someone else. But we never know. There might be some sort of reaction between something and someone that creates that peace and that overwhelming present moment. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely grateful to feel support in my life. You've got lots of support in your life from your friends and your family. You're questioning the extent to which you could reach out more for providing that peacefulness. It sounds again, tell me if I'm wrong, it's, it's going back to this guilt thing. You feel guilty about asking for help or receiving that kind of help to provide that peacefulness in your life. Definitely. I think that maybe that's some definitely something that's like, you know, preventing me from softness is that I just, I just feel like everything has to be done by me. I take pride in being independent and self-sufficient. I'm starting to be more in the energy and recognizing that leaning more into my softness also requires to ask for help to other people. That is not a sin. That is not something bad. And I think that sometimes it's even something that's welcomed. I've experienced it. And it's just about it's a muscle, I feel like, something that I have to keep on repeating and reminding myself and being aware of. So you're independent 
And that might be standing in the way of you providing that softness that you need in your life to live in the moment. What else is getting in the way of providing that life that you want? I think as well, completely believing. I was aware of like one of the limiting beliefs that I have yesterday. And I realized that sometimes it's very hard for me to wholeheartedly believe my loved one's support because of my loved one's like criticism. And so that was such an interesting belief when it came up because the, the thing about the beliefs that have been coming up lately in my life, I'm very I'm very serious about uncovering these limiting beliefs and conditionings that I have because I know that if I do not uncover them, then I, it will be so much harder for me to be able to lean into softness and being able to replenish my cup and do what I preach as well in my social media platforms. So that's why it's super important for me because I know, especially as a Black woman, if I don't go and uncover some of the things that society has ingrained in my mind and that stops me from living a life of my own accords, then it's just going to be so much harder and I'm just going to keep on playing in other people's hands instead of living my life whether I want to and in a way that's not highly like efficient and productive and strong and independent because sometimes it's totally okay not to be so so yeah I just kind of had that limiting belief of you know I do not believe my loved one's support because they have criticized me a lot in the past or did not show complete belief in faith it's not the case right now so with those kind of beliefs, what I do is just really much like unpack them. Why do I believe that what happened in the past that made sure that I believe that, etc. And then kind of like smash all the legs of the, the chair or something and then replace it with new ones. And that's when I think of the most recent proof of support from my loved ones. And that allows me to be like, this is a lie <laughs> and replace it with something new. Okay. I'm going to do something strange that we don't really do in coaching. I'm going to go out of coaching mode and take a helicopter view of the system that you just described there. Because I, I coach a lot of black and brown people um, and people from historically marginalized groups. And one of the themes that keeps coming up is exactly what your, your issue today is feeling guilty about not working 100% of the time. Criticisms from the family, which can be viewed as love by some people. And what you just said there, you mentioned smashing the legs of the chair and just building something brand new. Very common themes. So my, going back to coaching mode, if we look at the system around us, to what extent is this you having these feelings or the system around you that created these feelings of actually feeling guilty for not working? So to what extent have I been feeling guilty for not working? No, um, I'll rephrase it. So you feel guilty about not being in the moment like you should be working, you should be productive. To what extent was that caused by a system a legacy system. You mentioned being a black woman. 
Oh, oh, wow. Well, I think my mom has definitely, I think that like going personally and then more generally, my mom has definitely someone that's very hardworking. It always pushed me to work harder as well in many, many different ways. And so for me, it was always so important to be so much further than everyone else. And that would be an, an indicator that I'm doing well in life. Obviously, now I know that's not the case. And comparing myself to others as well to measure success is also another limiting belief that I have erased because it feels so much better. And I feel so, so, so much pride being able to encourage and cheer for my friends and even strangers. So that's definitely helped me you know, now switching that limiting belief. But yeah, I would say that the systems were definitely very much always making sure that you're doing well, that you succeed in success, career success. I grew up to be such an important thing. And I think that's also because of my mom and she wanted that for me. So she very much instilled that as well in me. And also even like my parents, just making sure that I guess you always make the right move. But the thing is that sometimes you make decisions that don't really work and you learn from it. Then you move on and that's okay. You mentioned something that, again, as a coach, I hear quite a lot from people from historically marginalized groups. We're told you have to work harder than the other person to prove yourself, maybe double as hard. Having the experiences that you've had, how would you address that, the truth in that? There's honestly no joy in comparing yourself to other people. It just brings you further down. I feel like it's uh, it makes me feel the same way, kind of, than like when you wake up straight in the morning and you just start scrolling on your phone. It's like, for me, it, it got to a point where it even became like a compulsive habit. And I would, the more some, someone would look like me, the more I would compare myself. And something that is so important as well in what I do is community. Not only community with, with other Black people, but also community with other people of different ethnicities, but also people from all over the world, everyone. So realizing that comparison is some sort of big obstacle to having that community, but also genuinely feeling happy for people, having that connection of, of pride and, and, and happiness for me is so important. It's so important. I, um, I have a friend in particular that I have always, always, always cheered on and encouraged. His name is David Larby. He's a creator just like me. He's both on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and he's been doing amazing, really being the the source of positivity online. And I love how honest he's been as well about not always being positive. And he recently hit 200K on Instagram. 200k followers and I was so 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 excited for him because um I've been following him for a very long time we've been friends as well and it's just been really nice to see his whole 
progress and just seeing that moments where things did not work out that well, he just kept on pushing, kept on doing, kept on posting. And that just really warms my heart. And it just made me so proud. And I remember sending him a message and saying, this is only the beginning. And he sent me a whole vocal message saying, Sai, I see the support that you've been providing me. You've been here since day one. I really appreciate it. And it just, it was so nice. It was something that I did not even expect. It was not something that I asked or anything. I just support him because I genuinely love what he does. He makes an impact online. And we need that kind of creator. And so it's so important. I had the amazing opportunity to actually meet some people that follow me and that have been following me for such a long time, but also like where my content has had such a beautiful impact on their lives. And it it was incredible, incredible to hear that and to think that just to think that it would have been so easy not to have that contact in their real lifetime experience with someone from this community that I've built online. And it's it's just incredible to be able to know, to be able to feel supported in that type of way and for people to tell you how much what you do means to them and how much it has had an impact on their life. And that's why it's just is such a beautiful thing, like, thing to be supported, to be encouraged, to be cheered up. And that's the opposite of comparing yourself to others. And I always want to be another person that just keeps on encouraging people. I don't want to be the perpetrator of comparison. So when I asked you the question about comparing yourself to others and if you have to work harder than the other person, I asked you to stress test that. You started talking about communities and how you're supporting other people. Your body language became animated. There's a massive smile on your face. What's the rationale for having that attitude to other people, but not yourself? Oh, wow. That's a deep question. That's crazy. Well, my definitely thing that I sometimes, I think when it comes to me, when it comes to me, sometimes I, I just, the community and the support from other people allows me sometimes to kind of like realize okay wow like look how well you've been doing and I think sometimes I need this type of mechanism where I just grab my journal or I just meditate do some breath work or like meet up with a friend and those things kind of like allow me to spend some quality time with other people but also mostly with myself I think that like to be able to give that kind of support to myself. I think for me, like when I talk about community and when I show gratitude to other people, it's also recognizing that I did that. I was the one to encourage. I was the one to support, but also I was the one to acknowledge how much impact, how much positive impact I've had on other people's life. And I think that's a big deal because sometimes I can get myself caught up in I don't have, I don't have that much impact, you know, like what? Someone all the way in Japan following me? That's impossible, you know? And, you know, like, so, so when I get caught up in this type of thoughts to be able, for me to be able to say, look at what I've done. That's amazing. 
and just sit in that. It's it's important, but also I guess to be able to give myself the type of support where, you know, where I, whenever I feel guilty or trying to ease myself into the present moment or softness, I think quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, loving myself in the way that I like to be loved. So sometimes quality time that shows up at reading a book or going on a walk or workout, going to the movies by myself, going to the restaurant by myself. I love doing stuff by myself. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that really, it just brings me so much. It actually brings me so much peace. It brings me so much peace. It brings me, and then it brings me clarity about things that I was thinking about and maybe things that I wasn't even thinking about. There's just something about spending time by myself. It's just so powerful. I'm grateful that I never once felt weird about going to the restaurant by myself. Like I do it all the time and I love it. Um, And words of affirmation, I think. I wanted to start this thing actually, like I do journal, which is great, but I wanted to, this, to start this thing actually where I actually write letters to myself and I send it out to myself and I think I should really start doing that like writing letters to myself and then read them on a bad day when things are not doing so well or you know I think that that would be amazing but I guess these are the type of ways that I could show myself support you know uh, continue to think about new, exciting, innovative ways to maintain the love of ha- I have for myself through those love languages, but also recognize when I'm not feeling so good and do things that help me release those emotions or process them, like meditation, breath work, you know, going to my therapist. So when I asked you about how to support yourself, it almost the answers you gave suggests that there are ways that you could provide the softness, this inner peace of living in the moment. You mentioned quality time by yourself, affirmatory words to yourself, reading a book, walking, going by yourself to a restaurant which you love, writing letters to yourself, seeing your therapist and even meditating. So going back to the original start of our conversation today, your goal was to try to walk away here with some inner peace, uh, living in the moment. How do you think you've done in achieving the goals that you set yourself? Well, I think that I love how we started the talk and I feel like my energy was a bit more on the lower side. And now I suddenly feel so much more. I think that being guilty, feeling guilty and putting so much pressure on yourself because you're not as present or as peaceful as you think you would be is actually counterproductive. And so just being able to recognize and see and acknowledge the ways in which you already make efforts to be peaceful and the ways, the tools that you're already aware of to love yourself and be there for yourself. I think that this conversation really helped me to just be like, oh, actually, I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. And I do actually feel peaceful right now. 
Yeah. And it's great to kind of like, again, I think you always know it. Deep down, you always know the solution and what to do. But sometimes it's good to kind of like have this type of conversations to be reminded of what you need to do or have those breakthroughs if that wasn't at the forefront of your mind. So I've definitely achieved that. Yeah. So if I understood you correctly, you're saying there's less guilt, which was one of the words we kept saying before, because there's a recognition, you've got tools and systems in place to provide that inner peace. And it's thanking yourself actually providing that ecosystem for you. And what's your biggest takeaway that you're going to walk away with today? Write myself letters. (laughs) I don't know why I forgot that or why I didn't do that idea anymore. I want to write myself letters. And something as well that I realized is that my energy sometimes can be so exciting and I want to be able to spread that excitement and also that excitement that I have about supporting others onto my online platforms as well. I feel like I feel like that's something that we all need all the time. Maybe now more than ever, but probably all the time. And but first I'm gonna support myself. And then I'll go on to just support others. I feel like that's the process, the way to go. But definitely writing letters to myself. So it's like the oxygen mask in the aeroplane where they say put your own oxygen mask first before you try to help other people. So you're gonna help yourself and you're gonna write letters to other people. And you're going to provide all this energy, this positive energy on your online platforms. Is there anything else, Sai, that you'd like to talk about today? No, thank you. Excellent. Thank you ever so much for being on the Plus Future podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was such a positive and energetic coaching conversation from Zai. As I said in the podcast, these issues of feeling guilt for actually switching off and enjoying the moment keep coming up with a lot of the clients I have who are from historically marginalized groups. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on why that is. Just leave a comment in the usual places. Until next time, 